0: When I also remember David and Sheena, they, Brother Ellis, asked them about going to um, out to uh, actually Washington near Seattle, and working uh, doing some things with the church and a marriage uh, seminar. They, it's a Russian congregation that Slovaks and they had to have an interpreter and uh, had their meetings Friday and Saturday and, and uh, getting on got on a plane today and they're headed back home but uh, had a great move of the Holy Ghost and had uh, was kind of a great introduction for them to uh, a sense of uh, having, being on American soil, having to speak through an interpreter, but a uh, church that um, <coughs> believes in the baptism in Jesus' name, the infilling of the Holy Ghost, and I think kind of originally out of some of the Urshanites that came from Russia. So what a, a hour we're living in, that the gospel is being poured out, and that individuals are, around the world uh, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, being understanding the mighty God in Christ. And we're thankful that you are here. We're thankful for all of our young folks. We're thankful for those that are down working in our Sunday school department, et cetera. Now, I, I, I typed up uh, just one for every day, Uh, and I want the children to have it, especially where, I mean, I say our young folks that are up here in front, but I also wanna make sure all of our parents and grandparents have this. It's it's called praying 31 biblical virtues for your children. It is, I, I want all of our young people to exhibit all 31 of these virtues. And um, and not only do I want them to exhibit them, but I want all of us to pray for our kids and our grandchildren that they will have these virtues. You, You see, it's one of these things that... We, we have uh, a sense of, you know what, we need to pray for our children. And today we're going to be blessing our children. We're going to be uh, praying that God will keep his hand on them as they go back to school. And I know that we are, are living in an hour probably where... Uh, there are not a lot of these virtues being taught in school anymore. And maybe some of you remember where they were I guess maybe subtly taught, whenever I was uh, uh, in elementary school, they talked about how, you know, uh, how honest uh, Abe was, how we had honest Abe, and how uh, George Washington wouldn't tell a lie, and uh, how all, and they were teaching virtues, or teaching things to the children, that were, that these are important attributes, and so I went through a list, and just uh, 31 uh, prayers, salvation, uh, grace, growing in grace, honesty, self-control, courage, and, and put a verse, uh, and there are many, many more verses that you could have uh, for each of these, a heart for the kingdom sort of ending, and, and I want our kids to have all of these virtues, I want them to exhibit these virtues, and I want us as parents and grandparents to help train our children in these virtues and train them and uh, pray for them and pray a prayer. And I put a little simple prayer after the virtue, and I know there are other virtues. Only reason for 31 is because it gives you one a day for the month, and you can focus on that one today. And then uh, uh, by the time the next month rolls around, you can refocus on some more. So it is just a sense. You can fold it, put it in your Bible or or in your iPad or case or, or we can give you an electronic copy if you want that. Uh, I'll be glad to email you a copy and you can put it on your phone and you can have it. But uh, the point of it is, is that sense of, that we uh, are saying we want to impart some of these uh, virtues to our children. Now I know our tagline is growing, Apostolic meaning that we have a great Uh, a great legacy here and uh, a great history and we are apostolic and we are growing and hopefully growing not only in outward and number, but we are also growing in the fruit of the spirit and growing in knowledge and growing in grace and growing in in an understanding of who God is. And so today... But since we are praying for our children uh, here in just a few moments, we'll be bringing them in and then all of our young folks that are going back to school and college coming up and all of these things, we're going to be praying a blessing (coughs) on them. And I know that, you know, that might be an easy thing to say. Well, we pray, Lord, you will bless them and bless them and keep them. And uh, (coughs) that's a sort of an easy prayer, but I I wanted to look at, at some of the original times when the Lord sort of talked about blessing the children of Israel, and then a follow-up on that, and kind of dig into it a little bit, because <clears throat> praying a blessing involves more than just simply saying, Lord, bless them, and uh, keep them. That's a good thing. That's a short prayer that you can pray. But the Lord himself in Deuteronomy, the 28th chapter, uh, he had done this also. There's recorded when he brought the children of Israel to two different mountains and Gerizim and so forth. And then they, and they had them stand and he had a, had a live sort of Uh, illustrated uh, word from God where he put some on this mountain and some on this mountain. And he said, you're blessed and you're cursed and you're blessed and you're cursed and showing them the division and showing them the way that it was divided. But then when all of those people died out that had been part of that illustration and it came time for their children to understand a blessing and a curse and a blessing from God versus a curse, if you will, or not the blessing. You know, people get a little squimmish when we say uh, a curse. And I, I don't know that God comes after individuals, but he sort of opens the door and stands back and lets natural consequences take over and it ends up being to our downfall because the enemy is come to steal and the spirits that are out there of anger and fear and frustration and anxiety all of these things come after us and we don't feel and we don't feel love and joy and peace Amen. we feel a little bit concerned, and we feel angry, and we feel all of a sudden, you know, we're living in an hour in which, you know, we're we, are, we are amazed, and I, I realize the guns, and I'm not advocating getting rid of guns because people will take knives, or, you know, you average, okay, then I'm going to get rid of knives, and then I'm going to, well, you know, well, three-inch knives, and well, then they're going to find a way to exhibit anger and frustration. Now, it may not be is destructive, you know, thank the Lord they don't have bazookas or tanks or whatever, you know, wipe out an entire city, but yet we now have leaders that are sitting near the nuclear button and we're all around the world, whether it's from North Korea or Iran or whatever and we're saying that spirit that, you know, will allow one individual to, you know, flip off or yell an obscenity at someone is the same spirit that is so quick. And yet the Lord tried to explain to the children of Israel. Started in the 28th chapter. You can read it, chapter 28, chapter 29. Starts it in the 28th chapter where he says, and it shall come to pass, if you will, if, he puts a big two-letter word, if you will listen, diligently, with, that means with, with intensity, and to all, unto the voice of the Lord your God, to observe, if you will observe it, if you will do what that meant was, and you will do his, and he says, observe and to do all his commandments. You know, when an individual says, well, I'm just so thankful, I'm blessed of God, and I don't have to do anything, I don't have to, uh, to obey God, you're missing the point. The only thing that living for God does is it makes us say that we want to obey God. Yes. There's a part of the Holy Ghost in us trying to work on us to get us to obey the Lord. Amen. And so he said, if you will observe to do all his commandments which I command thee this day, the Lord will set thee a high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings that's the word he used shall come on thee and he goes on he said the blessings will overtake you if you'll listen to the voice of the lord you'll be blessed in the city you'll be blessed in the field and he and he starts going through numerous verses there he said you'll be the your fruit of your body will be blessed the fruit of the ground will be blessed the fruit of your cattle and, and he keeps going blessed in the, in the basket blessed in your store blessed you shall be when you come in and blessed when you go out. That's a lot of blessings. Amen. And we we want to pray those kind of blessings. We want our children to be blessed and so blessed. And yet it's sort of if you will keep these commandments and if you will do them, and if you will follow, and if you will observe to do, and so what we know, working with children, working with especially young children, not us older adults, we never have this problem, but children sometimes want to do right and then they have a bad day or they have a bad hour or they have a bad 10 minutes. Anybody ever notice? Amen. I mean, with, these are with children, not us. <laughs> no, we don't ever get into that cycle of I want to do good and then I don't do good. <laughs> right, Amen. But our kids get into that cycle. And so this was a blessing to these folks that were, had grown up in the wilderness. And then he goes on to say in the 29th chapter, and then he, he starts off by saying, it shall come to pass if you won't hearken to the Lord, if you don't listen to God. And then he went through about all these things. And if you don't observe his commandments and all these curses shall overtake you. And he almost goes through the same list again. You're going to be cursed in the city. You're going to be cursed in the field. You're going to be cursed when you come in and cursed when you come out. And it's like, that's why I said, you know, is it the curse or is it just God allowing natural consequences? And yet sometimes folks sort of get caught up and they wonder, I don't understand why I'm just having all these issues and I'm having all these problems and I'm going through all this. Well, am I doing my best to observe, to follow the law of God? One of the first things that I always have trained myself to do, whether it was when I got sick or a family member got sick, okay, Lord, are you trying to show me something? Ask the question, why? You say, well, surely God's not. No, I want God to correct me when I'm getting off track. Because if he doesn't, that means that I'm no longer his child. That's what the New Testament writer said. He said, you're illegitimate if you do not allow God to correct you. You say, well, I'm not i don't I don't want to be corrected and we're living in an hour where I don't want anybody to tell me I'm wrong and I don't want anybody to tell me I'm off and I don't want anybody to tell me that i don't I'm not doing good and I don't want any of that and I'm I, you know five years old and you don't need to talk to me and I'm four years old and I'm three years old huh and that spirit's in us pretty early and yet here we are with children and we're Trying to be a blessing today. We're going to try to bless them. And you you end up reading that as he goes on in this 28th chapter, he goes on and he he wraps up the 28th chapter and said, You know, the Lord will send you, and, and he goes through some pretty heavy duty words here. He said, The Lord's gonna send you curses and vexation and rebuke and all that you set your hand to do, and thou shalt be destroyed, and thou shalt perish quickly because of the wicked. of thy doings. And so we all say, thank God I'm living in the New Testament in grace. And I'm not going to be under that, but that was the Old Testament. And it continues through chapter 28 and through chapter 29. And when you get down to the last two verses of Deuteronomy, the 29th chapter, it goes as far as to say, and the anger of the Lord was kindled. He talks about how how he attacked all of the inhabitants and that's why he sent, uh, you know, the uh, fire and brimstone to Sodom and Gomorrah. And the Lord says, "I was cursing those people. I was judging them." I, but you know, the Lord was saying, "I judged the inhabitants. I judged Egypt. I judged." And He talks about all—not only the people of God, but He talks about the planet. And let me tell you something: Don't be mistaken. God is not out of control of what's going on in this planet. And you wonder, well, global warming, it's all because we burned some fossil fuel. I want to tell you something. The judgment of the Lord, this thing is all going to wrap up. The Lord knows exactly how long. That doesn't mean we ought to be a good steward, but I can tell you that God's judgment, the Bible already has said, the planet is going to melt with a fervent heat. And it talks about, you know, the loss of water and the loss of food and the loss of, and you say, well, we're never going to experience that. Well, it, it seems like Hollywood and everybody else is kind of afraid. Right. They're actually preaching the Bible. They don't know it. And they think that if we quit using straws at McDonald's, we'll, you know. And that's fine. I'm not advocating more straws. I'm just telling you, that's not going to stop when God says it's enough. Anyway, anyway, and he says the anger of the Lord was kindled against this land to bring upon it all the curses that are written in this book. And the Lord rooted them out of their land in anger and in wrath and in indignation and cast them into another land. As it is this day, the secret things belong unto the Lord our God. In other words, the Lord sees it all. Yeah. Amen. You may think that, you know, you got to, setting or you can, nobody knows but the Lord knows. But those things which were revealed belong unto us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of this law. So it's a thought we were going to be excited today about blessing our kids. But after all of this, the blessings and the curses, the 30th chapter, which I know there weren't chapters in the Old Testament or in the New, But the next verse goes like this. And it shall come to pass when all these things are come upon you, the blessing and the curse which I have set before thee, that thou shalt call them to mind among all the nations wherever the Lord has driven you. So in other words, what he said is, wherever you end up, if you will remember God has a blessing or a curse. And it's up to me to decide which one I want to get a part of. That it's up to me to receive either the blessing of God or the wrath of God. He said, if you will remember then and shall return unto the Lord your God and shall obey your voice and all that I command thee this day and thou and thy children with all thy heart and with all thy soul that then the Lord thy God will turn thy captivity, have compassion on thee, will return and gather thee from all the nations whether the Lord has scattered you. If any of thy be driven out into the uttermost parts of heaven. He said, I don't care where life has taken you. I don't care where the path of sin has led you. I'm telling you, if you will say, Lord, I want a blessing, that God will meet you where you are and begin to bless you. The thing is, you've got to have to humble yourself and say, Lord, I need a blessing. If you feel like I can figure this out, I can get myself out of this, and I, I, if I just do this and if I do that and if I do something else, I'm going to tell you you're going to find yourself like a little gerbil on a wheel yeah. and you'll never get ahead. At some point, the whole purpose of all the stuff that's going on. I, I, I truly believe that what we are seeing when in this hour and the whole purpose of it is hopefully that it will help us realize we need a blessing from God. If my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. If my people, if I will understand. He said, I don't care if you've been driven all the way to the outmost parts of heaven. From thence will the Lord gather thee and, fe- and fetch thee and bring thee into the land which your fathers have possessed and thou shalt possess it and, and then he will do thee good and multiply thee and the Lord will circumcise your heart and the heart of your seed to love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul that you may live on Oh God, help me to never get to the place no matter what I'm going through that I don't remember. God has a blessing for me if I will humble myself and say, Lord, I need your help. You see, so many times we get sort of involved in our life and we don't think of it as being spiritual and we don't think of it as, well, you know, These kids, you know, maybe we need to put magnetrons at school and maybe we need to uh, arm the teachers and maybe we need to to get police there at the school. And, and, you know, then you get police and some of them, you know, run away from the gunfire. uh, Huh? How are you going to protect these kids? The only way I know is to humble ourselves down and say, Lord, we need your protection. Yes. Oh, you know, Pastor, are you saying that you not should be wise and be cautious, and have, we have security team here. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying any of that. But what I'm saying is that we need to first pray. God, give us a blessing. Amen. And the children of Israel then went through this cycle of obeying and disobeying and repenting and then being restored and obeying and disobeying and repenting and being restored and obeying, disobeying and being restored, repenting. And so, and the key thing to all of that is the the component of repenting. If you don't repent, you can't get it back to where I'm going to be blessed of God. And David wrote, probably David, in Psalms the 85th chapter, is a powerful chapter, it's only 13 verses, and I really wanted to focus a lot on this this morning, but I know our kids are coming up. He said, Lord, you've been favorable unto thy land. You've brought back the captivity of Jacob. You have forgiven the iniquity of thy people and has covered all their sin. I, am, I wanna tell you, that is the greatest blessing that you could ever have is the fact that. But you know that if you just say, "Lord, I need you to wash me and cleanse me and cover my sin," that He puts it in the sea, never to be remembered. What a privilege! What a thank! What a how awesome it is that God will forgive us! Yes. How merciful God is! He said, "You've taken away," and that's you know that's hard for us because you know we we tend to whenever the kids have done wrong we tend to, you know, you're going to suffer the consequences but imagine you've taken away all thy wrath and has turned thyself from the fierceness of thy anger probably most of us can remember a time whenever we were children and, you know you knew mom or dad was mad (laughs) maybe you had your own kids you know, you knew they look (laughs) oh lord I don't know uh, what do I need to do? I need to pick up my socks. <laughs> huh? You knew something was up. Huh? Wow. Isn't it amazing that you can, and the enemy will try to make you feel like God's mad at you. I, I want to tell you something. The Lord wants to bless. He wants to bless. He, he doesn't want to stay angry. He doesn't want to stay mad. I know uh, we can get a mad on, you know, and it can last an hour a day a week a month a year years huh i've seen folks that have struggled with a mad for years not us bible folks turn us now notice what do you this prayer this is a great prayer if you want to pray starting at verse 4 because what David was saying is God you've turned away your anger now turn me lord help me turn me god i don't i oh god of our salvation cause your anger toward us to cease. Here's here's what he prayed. He said, I want to be turned. That's that's a repentance. Repentance is turning. 180 degrees is that sense of, oh God, I want to do right. I want to do better. Turn me, oh Lord. Help me. Give me the strength to turn. And then he said, will you be angry forever? Will you draw out thine anger to all generations? I don't want my children and my grandchildren to be impacted. And yet, when we we see the anger and some of the things that have happened and in individuals that have, have, have all of a sudden taken a gun and killed or done things and you see it impacting the children and the grandchildren and the next generation and they're raised without a dad and they're raised in this and they're raised feeling, oh God, we don't want that, we want a blessing. Yeah. And then he says, we want revival he says, wilt thou not revive us again? That's what you have to pray. God, revive me. Man, change my life. Change my direction. Give me a a new touch. Well, I'll work it out. No, you need the Holy Ghost to help revive you. And then he says that your people may rejoice. And, And that's that's the big thing because what happens is when, when, when we've done wrong and we feel like we, we're under the gun and this has gone wrong and that's gone wrong and the bottom's dropped out here and this is bad oh, I just don't feel like worshiping on and hill never is going to get better oh God help me. huh? and the Bible is very clear the joy of the Lord and so when I feel like Oh, health, whatever, is all because of something I've done. It saps my strength. It saps my joy. And so you've got to defeat the enemy and immediately say, Lord, revive me. Yeah. Turn me. If, if it's something I'm doing, get me, get, help me. Why? Because I want to be able to come into the house of the Lord and praise and magnify, oh, and worship you. Show us your mercy, Lord. Grant us your salvation. I want to listen when the Lord speaks. I want to speak peace to everyone that I can, to his saints. I don't want them to turn around and folly. I don't want to go back to the place where I came from. I don't want to return. Amen. And the New Testament talks about that. And I, I, I know it uses a very graphic illustration about a dog going back to its vomit and a pig going back to its pigsty. We don't want that. But that's where we are in this society. It goes on. This is the last few verses. He says, surely his salvation is nigh unto them that fear him, and glory may dwell in our land. And then he says these words, mercy and truth are met together. Righteousness and peace have kissed each each other. What does that mean? And I don't know. I don't know what all that means, but what I basically know is that when you are truthful and you are honest, The Lord brings mercy, and then he brings his righteousness, and then you have peace. You see, when I am, when I am truthful, I'm able to say, Lord, here I am. This is what I need. And I'm able to come right into his presence. And I feel that all of a sudden the mercy of God. When I have raised my hands and said, Lord, I need a blessing, I feel the mercy of God. And then I feel the righteousness of God. And then I feel the peace of God that passes all understanding. And truth shall spring out of the earth and righteousness shall look down from heaven. It's not my righteousness, it's his righteousness. Yes, the Lord. Lord has, has shall give that which is good, and our land shall yield as increase. Righteousness shall go before him and shall set us in the way of his steps. I want our children to walk in the virtues of God. That's why I gave out those things of 31 virtues. I want them to walk in his steps. Love, joy, peace. All those things. Why? Because that's what this world needs. That's what they need to have a blessing. Yeah. You say, Well, I, I don't doesn't matter to me, they can you know, do this, do that, and it's good. Learn to play sports, learn to play the the band, learn to do math, all those things are good but it's also good to teach them how to walk like Jesus because when they try to do their best to serve him, blessings will follow. Why? I I somehow want Lord them to be blessed. Let's stand. I know these kids are coming in. They're going to line up in the front. I want, while we're standing, I want all of those that are in Going back to school, whether it's uh, college or graduate school or preschool, I want them to come and join these children, because then the rest of us are going to gather in. I know it's eleven twenty; you got time to make it to the restaurant, but we're praying for a blessing. They have backpacks. I think. They had a contest. Everybody's got a backpack full of stuff. Let's stand up, kids. We're, this is, look at all of them. You know who were our top winners? They have a special backpack or something. All right. I want to tell you, the spirit of this world is just this. Right here. I don't know if Sister Butcher's watching, but we're going to send you your shirt, Sister Butcher. Because this is the spirit of this hour. It's trying to get to the Jesus in me. Huh? You say, oh, I don't have any problems. Nobody gets under my skin. Nobody. Nobody. You going to be blessed today? A blessing for all these young folks, don't we? They've got school supplies in every backpack, knapsack. Who are our top winners?